0: Since we lived in the country, trips to town were a real highlight. One day when I was around five years old, we all packed into the Pontiac to head into town. As we started down 21st Street in Newark, Ohio, I heard the turn signal. That means we're going to Kmart, a magical land filled with toys and candy. My sister and I walked in with our parents, but since Sis was a mature seven years old, practically an adult, we split off from mom and dad. They went to buy things moms and dads buy, and we'd be lined for the toys. We didn't have any money, but we had a bright idea. Why spend money you don't have to buy items you can't have when you can just steal them? I can't believe nobody ever thought of this. We were pretty much geniuses. How could anything possibly go wrong? We looked this way and that way. No one was watching. No cameras were recording. I opened up my coat, and we stocked up. We could take anything we wanted from Kmart, and this is what we shoplifted. Marshmallows? and playing cards. Those two don't even go together. With our contraband and our coats, we set out to find mom and dad. We had to hide our ill-gotten gains from them, go through the checkout, get out of the store, and into the car without anybody noticing that we're bulkier walking out than we were walking in. We found mom and dad, and they didn't notice. Check. We went through the checkout. They didn't catch us. Check. We walked out the door and into the clear. Check. We were pros. Mom and Dad loaded up their Mom and Dad stuff, and LaShawn and I got in the car with our hot marshmallows. We rode in the cargo area so we could wave at all the drivers coming up behind us. And once we settled in, we made our fatal mistake. We pulled out the playing cards and started playing with them in the back of the station wagon. Clearly, we weren't ready to give a master class in shoplifting. I don't know what Mom needed, I don't know what Mom knew. But for some reason, she came around the back of the wagon, opened up the hatch, and found us playing cards. Hey, where did you two get those cards? <laughs> That's a great question, and I'm sure you want an answer. We've already broken the eighth commandment, thou shalt not steal. Now we have a choice to make. Do we confess our crime, repent of our sin, and return our stolen cards and mallows? Or do we dive in and break the ninth commandment to, don't lie, one road leads to Repentance? The other road leads to the big house. I was five years old going on felon. Hey, good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you are listening to Do Not Steal on Simplify. We broke like eggs on the floor of an elephant square dance. Oh, 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 sorry, we stole them from Kmart. Tears, lots of tears. Were we going to jail? Would we ever see our parents again? Goodbye, kindergarten. Hello, juvie. Mom and dad were good parents. They didn't wink at our little shoplifting spree. They marched us out of our den of thieves and right back into Kmart. We walked up to the clerk, confessed our sins, and we returned the playing cards and the marshmallows. We were better for it. We could have gotten away with it. We did get away with it. We could have worked it off. We could have kept the stuff. But it was right to confess and return it. I wasn't even old enough to spell commandment, but already I had broken the eighth commandment. Thou shalt not steal. Let's hit the fastball first. This is the easy one right over the heart of the plate. This is the one everybody notices. Thou shalt not steal stuff. Don't steal property. You ever sat in the driver's seat of your car frustrated because you couldn't find your keys, but it's your car. You send a generous contribution every month to the bank to remind them you and your car are still very much alive and well. Your name is on the registration paper. Your name is linked to the license plate, but without a three inch metal key, either in the ignition or on your person, you're not going anywhere in your car. It is a subtle, simple reminder that we live in a fallen world, a broken world. So are passwords. Help us with the passwords. At last count, I've got almost 800 passwords because some websites require you use at least one capital letter, one lowercase letter, one special character, one number, and a paint color from Bob Ross's paint palette. And I'll try to remember all of them without storing them somewhere. But I know me, and I know I am me. And yet, sadly, there are other people out there who try to steal my information so they can steal my money. Haven't they read the Eighth Commandment? Passwords, keys, codes, all of them are reminders that we live in a fallen world where people are prone to steal. Even if other people have nicer things than you, even if they drive a newer car or live in a bigger house, thou shalt still not steal. If your favorite pair of wireless earbuds are out of your price range, do the right thing. Save up, mow lawns, babysit, spin a sign for Little Caesars, but do not shoplift. Even if the associate doesn't see you, if the manager doesn't see you, if the cameras miss you, even if you sneak it in your house past the police, the eyes of the Lord still go to and fro throughout the whole earth. You may get away with it here, but God in heaven sees everything and every time you steal. And you sacrifice your integrity, which cannot be bought for something that can Please hear and heed the words of this eighth word, Thou shalt not steal. Now, that first one was like a fastball, right over the heart of the plate, Thou shalt not steal stuff. But the second is like a curveball. It's tricky but true, Thou shalt not cheat. If Moses were writing a book on the eighth commandment in the 21st century, I, I think there'd be a chapter about not cheating on homework or tax returns. Cheating on homework was a temptation when we were little. In elementary school, our teacher said, had us set up our trapper keepers on our desk like a wall. It's not exactly the wall of Jericho, but it was tall enough to keep classmates from looking at our paper and to keep us from looking at theirs. Thou shalt not steal includes not stealing answers from each other. It includes not writing answers on our hand or typing them on our phone before the exam comes. Thou shalt not share thy homework with thy classmates or permit them to share theirs with thee. Thou shalt not steal answers off their test or write thy name at the top of their paper. Thou shalt not cheat on thy taxes or on thy time clock. If thou wert paid for 40 hours at work, thou shalt not spend eight of those hours scrolling TikTok and Facebook. Have a feeling that's how it would read if Moses were writing the King James Version in our day. It sounds a lot more forceful with thee and thine. We might not always get the answers right. We might not like the fact that we have to pay taxes. But teachers and tax collectors should get to the Christians and say, well, we can just go right past theirs because Christians don't cheat. May it never be said of a Christian that we don't look like the Christ we say we serve. Thou shalt not steal from work. That's as old as Judas Iscariot. When nobody was looking, Judas reached into the cash register and took a few shekels for himself. Just a little bonus. And Judas thought nobody was looking, but Jesus knew. Even if Jesus didn't see him steal, Jesus knew he did. And John forever recorded Judas as the man who stole missions money from Jesus. Maybe you handle cash at work, and maybe you're behind on your bills at home, and you think the company makes enough, and they won't miss a few bucks. In fact, you need them more than the company does. At least that's what you've told your mind. Your boss drives five different cars, five different days to work. He's not going to need it. But if it doesn't belong to you, don't steal it. No matter how little you might think they will miss it, don't steal the company's money or the company's stuff. Unless you're more generous than most, you probably didn't buy the scissors and paper clips that are sitting at your desk. So if you didn't buy them with your personal money, don't take them home to your personal home. Leave the supplies at work, at work. Hopefully, you've not been boosting staples out of the drawer at your desk, but don't flip to the next episode yet. There's one more way to keep this commandment at work. Thou shalt not steal time. Whether you're paid hourly or salary, your company is paying you to work for them. Every week or every other week, you've got a paycheck in your mailbox or your bank account for the work you've provided. If you were paid for 40 hours and spent eight of them online, you're stealing time from your company. Now, that's a plug for all of our employers out there. Now here's a plug for all of our employees. God calls for all the employers and the merchants, the bosses, to be honest in their business practice. Pay a fair wage and pay fair market value to buy and charge fair market value to sell. And whether you charge by the hour, by the project, by the product, by the service, be honest in your business Thou shalt not steal includes how we deal with our employees, our customers, our vendors in business. If you're struggling to deal honestly in business, don't ask somebody who works for you to be your partner in crime. God will deal with you if you steal, but even more harshly if you cause others to steal. When you get to the end of your life, will it really pay off? Will you be a better person? Will you be closer to your family, closer to God because you swindled someone out of a few bucks? Each day you open for business, treat your customers, your employees, your vendors as you want to be treated. In fact, go one step further. Treat them as you want Jesus to treat you. But what happens if we've got the playing cards and the marshmallows already? What happens if we've already broken this eighth commandment? If our shelves are lined with ill-gotten gains, first step is repentance. We ask God to forgive us. Repentance begins by telling God we're sorry and asking Him for His forgiveness, His mercy. And thankfully, when somebody genuinely repents, God genuinely forgives. And then next, we ask the person we've wronged to forgive us. We go to them, as tough as that might be. We confess our theft and ask them to forgive us. If they choose to press charges, that's their choice and their right. We can't control their response, but we have to do what is right to make things right. And to make things right, we must restore what we stole. That's called restitution. If you stole anything from anybody, ask God to forgive you, ask them to forgive you, restore what you stole, and then to quote the New Testament writer, steal no more. All right, let's pray. I I pray and trust that your integrity is more valuable to you than money or possessions. Don't give away something that can't be bought for something that can. Let's ask the Lord to help us to be men and women of integrity, young people, young adults, young men, young women of integrity, and then if we have stolen, to make it right. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this commandment. As hard as it may be to live and to obey, thank you for it. Thank you for the society it creates, a society where we care for one another, we respect one another, we don't take from one another. I ask you tonight, help us, Lord, forgive us if there's anything in my heart, if there's anything in my life or my possession I have stolen. God, I pray, let me know what it is and help me to make it right with you, with them. I pray, God, for all of us that we would not steal, that we would be content with the blessings and the goodness you have shown to us. But if we have to make it right with you, with them, I ask you this tonight. Help us to be men and women, young men, young women of integrity, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Simplify listeners. I hope this has been a help to you. Be sure to click subscribe and click that notification bell button if you're subscribing on YouTube. That way you'll never miss an episode. And then share it with anybody else, not implying that they're kleptomaniacs and horrid thieves. You want to share the entire podcast. You don't have to share just the individual episodes. You're not implying anything to them. But be sure to share it with others. That way they can be part of our Simplify listening family and audience as well. Head over to PentecostalPublishing.com. Pick up the book Simplify. Pick up the book Ten Words, which all this content is coming from. But there's much more in the book than you hear on this episode. So if you're looking for some more content and more material about this particular commandment or any of them, Head over to Pentecostalpublishing.com, buy 10 words, and use promo code SIMPLIFY to save 10%. Next week, we are almost done with these 10 commandments, and then we're going to keep on marching through the wilderness toward the promised land. Our next commandment is our penultimate commandment, the ninth one, and it is thou shalt not lie. Looking forward to sharing that with you next week, and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through SIMPLIFY.